Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Confession. The church needs to rise. Rise. Stave off the Day of the Dead celebrations. Speaking of Day of the Dead, perhaps we should move Day of the Dead to uh, Election Tuesday. Right. (laughs) It's been like the absentee ballot voter registration of the dead. Oh, I think there's something. What I read today, 9 million ballots cast already. I mean, something just maybe that's completely out of proportion, but some insane number of ballots cast and people the left honestly believes it's because people are voting for joe biden which to me judging by the rallies judging by i mean just you know gauging the temperature of the of the country i cannot imagine um that people are running to the polls to vote for joe biden i just given his his uh his temperament his his absence his absence of mind much less body um, Kamala, Kamala, whatever, Shamala, Shamala, whatever her tomato, tomato, whatever her name is from, from day to day. And yes, she does actually, you know, because that's what chameleons do, right? That's what, that's what a really sinister politician is able to do. It's just kind of roll with it. However you need me to be is how I'll be. However, I need to say my own name so that you feel better about it. So that you can relate to me. So that whenever you get in the polls, whenever you get in the booth, you can feel. You can remember how you felt when you were near me. (laughs) That's what politicians do and really good ones. (laughs) So I think it's riotous that Kamala Kamala actually has different pronunciations of her own name. Some people call me Monika. I'm not really sure why. I think because they think my name is spelled with a K. But in Germany, it would be spelled with a K, but I'm American, and my mother spelled it with a C here, even though she's fresh off the boat from Deutschland. Uh, Monica with a C, M-O-N-I-C-A, so it's Monica. It is not Monica. Nothing wrong with Monica. It just doesn't happen to be how you pronounce my name. But I'm very clear about that. So I wouldn't walk into a predominantly black audience or a church and say, hey, what's up, y'all? Monica's here. To My name is Monica Matthews. Wouldn't do that if, if I was running for office and I really needed your vote. Wouldn't do that to be relatable. That's ridiculous. So at any rate, 
I cannot imagine anyone's racing to the polls early or otherwise, dead or alive, to vote for Joe Biden's ticket. I just, and maybe it's because I'm one of the sane Americans. I don't know. I do, I do on most days. I do watch myself, you know, not to fall into pride, American pride. I try to live within the realm of American gratitude because I think that's a healthy place to be. It keeps me sane. It keeps me grounded. Uh, just to be grateful, right? Not condemning other people's inability, willful or neglectful or otherwise, to love this country. To love it, protect her, guard her, uh, encourage her, you know, watch her grow, exercise every opportunity that she provides within her borders. I mean, seriously, you guys, we live in the greatest nation on earth for now. And, I'm, you know, there are people around the globe who feel that way about their own nation, and that's fair. And I, I wouldn't necessarily call that sadistic or, or nationalist in a negative way. I think there's something about, quote, nationalism, uh, being grateful and being great um, caretakers. Great caretakers of this nation. That's what we're called to do. Your vote is one way you do it. That is one way we take care of this nation is by voting for people who actually value life, value law and order, and justice. This is not a personality contest. Clearly, we made that clear four years ago. This is not a person. But I got to tell you, I love President Donald J. Trump so much that I would move to D.C. to work for his administration. And there's no place on earth I'd rather not be than Washington, D.C., <laughs> But I would do it to be of service to that administration in some way, shape, or form, whether it's on the airwaves, whatever it is, I would absolutely do it for the next four years because I believe that he is a definitive godsend to this country. It's, it is, you cannot argue that point with me. It is impossible for what I know about the Bible after being in ministry for the past 10 years of my life, or more actually, um, it is impossible for you to tell me that this man and all of the fiery furnaces, not just one or two, all of them that he's been through and has come out without even the smell of smoke on him. <laughs> for, for you Christians who actually read your Bible, the 3% of you, uh, that is statistically proven sadly, but the 3% of you who read your Bible, you know what story I'm referring to. And that's him. I mean, no matter what traps they've laid for him, his uh, his his trap setters have fallen into their own snares. And I'm telling you right now, that ain't nothing but a God of providence. I wholeheartedly believe that. So moving to my city, in the city of Atlanta, we have what some black people would probably refer to as, especially within the ACLU, I'm going to say corporate black people, people who feast on the souls of other black people who are just trying to make it through life, right? Uh, those who have been told that they're suppressed, that they're the marginalized ones by the elite, right? Whether that be in education, it be um, in the political sect, in the sector of life, uh, they, they literally feast off of the um, simplicity, the simple-mindedness of their fellow black Americans in mass, and I'm going to say in uh, mass for a reason because there are um, there's a walk away 
campaign that has absolutely worked from everyone from every kind of minority you can imagine, females, liberals, young, older, gay, straight, bi, pan, whatever, uh, black, white, green, purple, they've all, the Rainbow Coalition of America, they have all walked away from the Democrat plantation. Thank you, Brandon Straka, for doing a fantastic job and standing up and leading people out of darkness. Wonderful. Love it. Political darkness. Thank you. Fantastic job. Candace Owens. Blexit. She is, and I love it because her husband is English, just came out of uh, Brexit uh, whenever they got together, which is awesome. The exit of of Britain, the British exit. I love it. Uh, Blexit is the black exit, the exodus from the Democrat Party. She's done a fantastic job of taking every kind of shot you can imagine because if you're going to lead the charge, you're going to have to take the bullets, proverbially. For proverbial, proverbially. <laughs> yeah, that, that word. So you're going to have to take the heat, and she has definitely withstood her amount of heat in the kitchen for the past uh, five years. Yeah. So these are champions of the cause of liberty. Everybody looks different. Uh, People probably believe different, but one thing we all have in common is what uh, liberty looks like. That's something that we all have in common and what it doesn't look like. Homogenization does not work for these folks. Shouldn't work for you either. Sameness should not work for you. That's homogenization, right? Uh, The stripping away of rights, your bill of rights, silencing voices. That does not work for these folks. It should never work for you either. Um, being ashamed of our Constitution and our forefathers and our history. That does not work for them. It shouldn't work for you either. So these are champions of the cause. But I'm, I, I think, I'm most, I think I'm, I'm, I'm most proud of them for um, attempting to keep us unified, which is something my city does a really bad job of. It's bad. So... People who like to marginalize uh, black people are usually black, believe it or not, sadly, especially in my city. And what they would tell you is that there is a there's a, a white flight going on in the city of Atlanta, which is not entirely true. What they are also lying about is um, is that there's a because of the pandemic, and because people's lifestyles have changed, things have shut down, not as many stores are open and bars and places to party and hang out. Uh, there's a lot of restrictions, which is not entirely true either. Um, they're, they're reporting that there's a, there's a mass amount of people moving out of the city into the suburbs, which is in fact happening, but they're just not getting the bang for their buck. Because to live in downtown Atlanta is completely r- ridiculously overpriced. For this, for what you get in the city of Atlanta, sorry, it just is. Um, it they are inflated. Uh, I believe these prices are offset against really, really bad, bad land deals here in the city of Atlanta. Um, and so, and that's what you get for being in bed with the city of Atlanta, quite honestly. But I thought it was interesting that you know these young people are saying, "Hey, you know, we just I don't really need to be next to my law firm anymore. We all kind of figured out that I could work remotely." I don't really want to live in a 600 square foot um, uh, uh, hut, you know, an apartment on top of other people. 
um, for an exorbitant amount of money. I can move out to the suburbs, have way more fun, um, and be in community and pay probably 500 bucks less a month. I mean, that's a financial decision. But what you're probably going to start hearing in the coming days is that it's a white flight. I'm going to tell you why. Because they're being disingenuous about why it's happening. It's not happening because of the pandemic. Do not believe that. It, nor is that happening in other cities because of the pandemic. It is happening because of lawlessness. There's only one reason people are fleeing literally for their lives, not just their pocketbooks, and it's because of lawlessness, chaos, disorder. Many of you have reached out to me to ask if our governor in the state of Georgia has a plan of action for the election night. I have no idea. I've reached out to his campaign, uh, I mean to his administration rather, and it, if and when I hear back from them, I will let you know. It may be reported somewhere else before I have it. I hope so. I am fully aware that he is fully aware that we, uh, that we, um, that we have issues pending, that there are plans for anarchy on election night. He, his administration is completely aware of that, to my knowledge, Okay as am I and other media outlets. Nothing has been widely reported, nor will it probably be reported. The mayor is going to downplay any form of potential anarchy unless it involves her black boys, which those are her words, uh, you know, during the last unrest that we had here in the city of Atlanta, where she got out the day after uh, our city burned and was looted, including my neighborhood, um, and said, you know, I go home but not before she admitted on national television, which no one caught and no one picked the story up from me. It was very disheartening, but I caught it when she said, I told my son yesterday to, this is not the time for a black boy to be out on the street. You need to be home, take your butt home because she knew that there was going to be unrest. Well, that was 24 hours before the unrest happened here. So I'm telling you all this for this reason, because whether you live in my state or you live somewhere near an urban center, you need to go ahead and take precautions. If you've been planning to head out for a victory party, you know, I will be here in the city. My victory parties are here in the city. So I will be there. I also have contingency plans for if something were to break out and the governor has not uh, lined the streets of Buckhead and all the way down the streets of Atlanta, you know, with our military, which he should. He absolutely should call in the National Guard. Now, he should, he should re- usurp the authority of the mayor because she has proven that she is not capable of handling a situation of that nature. She would actually fan the flames of contention. Through what? Apathy. Why would someone do that? Well, that leads me to a much bigger conversation that I really look forward to having with you next week about municipal bonds, about who owns the majority of our port cities and municipal bonds within those cities. It will all start to come together for you as to why it's so important, I wish I had had this information before now. For Up to this point, you guys have been told by all of us in media that this election matters more than any election in your lifetime, right? And by and large, most of you see that this president has been promises made, promises kept, 
to the T and the I. He's crossed every T, dotted every I. Even with a global pandemic that no one would have known how to handle any better than Donald J. Trump. No one. None of us would have known how to handle this better. Too many enemies in the TP. So he did the best he could with the information he had. I absolutely believe that. And I th- and hopefully we're going to get better at, at understanding that our enemies within are just as vast as they are beyond our borders. And I think the president has finally, after four years, um, you know, wised up to the fact that it's not the media are not his only enemies, that he's surrounded by them. And for someone who I believe is as genuine as Donald Trump, I cannot imagine how in his personal time, how disheartening that probably is. Because he's a builder. And every time he builds a brick upon another brick to take this country back to greatness again, whether it's economically, through our military, our safety, um, you know, life, criminal justice reform, freedom, actual justice for people. There's at least 10 people around him fighting for the opportunity to dismantle, to water down the grout so that the brick doesn't stay. I mean, that's exhausting. It's like, it's like building a sandcastle. It's exactly what it's like. What a great analogy, Lord. Thank you. It's just like building a sandcastle. I mean, he, he has been, you know, but he's actually trying to build it on the foundation of our Constitution, which has been wet for the past eight years, or actually, well, eight years of an Obama administration. It was, the ink was smudged. It was used as, 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 as a as a landing pad across a threshold. It was used as toilet paper by the left. I mean, it was, it was systematically incrementally dismantled by social justice warriors and open borders and feelings, right? The decimation of our identity, whether it be through sex and gender or our actual national identity, our own citizenship, for God's sakes, we were made to feel bad about that. You didn't build that. Remember? Remember? And yes, context is king. And, and, and that, that's the context in which he meant it. You didn't build that. How many times have we heard about how many slaves helped build the White House? Okay, thank you for educating me to that. I didn't know, but gosh, I, I don't, do I have to be flogged because I didn't know that? Do I have to, you know, are we going to have a bloodletting service? Because I, I didn't know that. What, what else am I supposed to pay for because I'm white? What else are you supposed to pay for? I don't know. How much more division? That was the Obama administration. Time and time and time. Which is why I literally celebrate when I see five people standing in a crowd for Obama and he's actually using a bullhorn. I mean, it's something that just makes my day. It's, it's, it's nearly orgasmic for me. It's just, it just makes my day to see it because we sat under his reign, his tyrannical reign for eight years he did a lot of damage. So this president, you know, it's like, God almighty, he's got to feel like he's just building sandcastles. And every time he, you know, puts another uh, layer onto the sandcastle, a giant wave comes up to, or sneaky wave from behind comes over to just wipe out the little bit that he's done and made beautiful. So 
All that to say, most of us have voted for Donald Trump or will because we've been told about the very basic things that he's accomplished that are important to us as conservatives or just citizens in general, right? Decent, law-abiding, liberty-loving citizens. And so we see value in voting for Donald J. Trump to continue on for a second term with Vice President Pence. We see value there, value added, right? But if you only knew how nefarious it was, not even from a policy standpoint, as much as how much of our country has already been sold to the highest bidder, and most of them, in the name of economic development, I will tell you, most of them are of the Chinese persuasion. Many of you think, well, the Chinese hold most of our debt. Yeah, true enough, true enough, if not all of it. True enough, they do, to by and large. But when you start talking about civil unrest in cities that um, were already, you know, uh, vulnerable, that the Chinese came in, brought in their companies, brought in uh, employees, brought in infrastructure, rebuilt cities that needed rebuilding, uh, you know, basically took charge of the lay of the land, right? They've invested in various cities around this country. Well, now we have civil unrest, and you wonder why people are capable of standing back. Why are they standing back allowing things to burn? Why is that? Why are they standing back and allowing things to burn? Because there's an incentive to do so. There is a concerted effort for this to happen. There has to be a collective effort to watch the cities burn. And so once these cities burn, whoever's holding those bonds are able to go to things like the International Bank of Settlements and say, or the UN, and say, hey, this is... You know, this debt can no longer be uh, qualified by the terms of agreement. This debt is no longer, this debt is good, and and this debt should allow me to cash in on this debt by virtue of just uh, giving me the city. I want you to think about that. An American city becoming a sovereign territory based on debt. I know most of you are like, that is impossible. There's no way that could happen. And, and you're right, I don't think a Donald J. Trump would ever allow that to happen, and the Chinese know that, which is why they've been fighting tooth and nail to get in here and get Joe Biden in office, so that they have a foothold, they have a stronghold, and they do have a stronghold in our country. The only way to cash in on that stronghold is to cash in with someone who they are already in bed with, the person who opened the door. So they're already here, is what I'm telling you. And when I say they, I'm not talking about your friendly Chinese neighbor or your laundromats or, or whatever, the Chinese restaurant you love so much. I'm not talking about the family who's legitimately here, you know, great Americans. They're, they've raised five generations here. I'm not talking about uh, those Chinese individuals. So please hear me. I am the least xenophobic person you'll ever meet. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really have that DNA. It's just, it's just not in me to be that way. 
I'm an extremely pragmatic and very, I call it exactly as I see it, person. And if it were a band of leprechauns who were buying up ports across our country uh, in, in preparation for being able to take over our country by virtue of establishing an implosion of the infrastructure of this country in the way of disturbing our peace, turning us in on each other, uh, being in bed with the likes of George Soros, which is exactly what he perpetuates across the continent of Europe um, every day, Right. Uh, if they were a band of leprechauns, I would call them for exactly as they are. So it's not a Chinese thing. It just happens to be that these folks are Chinese. If they were Australian, we'd be having the same conversation. So I want to encourage you to start taking a look at who holds your municipal bonds in your state, your city, your cities, in your states. Start doing your research. You might not be able to see um, the, the, uh, the, the contributors to those bonds. Those may be in hiding, but, um, but with your Freedom of Information uh, Act, you should be able to have access to that. I think you might be surprised, especially if you start doing it. Like someone said to me, yeah, but Atlanta's not a port city. But it is. It kind of is if you think about it. Atlanta is absolutely a port city in the way of we have, we are a hub. We are an international hub. Now, Savannah is our actual port city, right? But in terms of traffic and bodies that come through, that have to come through Atlanta, Georgia, in order to connect to go on to the rest of the country or to the rest of the world, we are absolutely a port. We are a port of industry for sure. A port of crossing, undoubtedly. So we are a vital component to the infrastructure of this country. And when you start thinking about who owns the access by virtue of holding our debt in, in the way of municipal bonds, that in and of itself should light a mammoth fire under your butt and any other American's butt to get to the poll and make sure that Donald J. Trump has another four years. I'm going to have a guest on with me next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. He will remain anonymous, someone who works uh, in government circles, kind of the dark crevices. So he's a real fascinating kind of character. Um, But I want to bring him on because I I want to have a deeper conversation about this. And um, so there, it's not just moral. It's not just moral with this vote for Donald Trump in the way of life and liberty and justice, peace. It's not just a moral vote for for Donald Trump. This is literally about the sovereignty of the United States of America. Okay, I want you guys to be good this weekend. I want you, whether you celebrate the dead folks or not, Day of the Dead and all that stuff, I have no idea. But I just want you to stock your storehouses, get yourself together, get what it is you need, pre-election night. Get out there and vote if you haven't already next week. Take 500 people with you. Remember what I said. This is about the sovereignty of our nation. All right. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Go to my website and purchase some some shirts and some caps and some cups to remember that if you're an American, I need you to act like one.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.